Hello and welcome back to another episode of Hopeful Moments Podcast. My name is Hope Boykin and I am thrilled to be able to share the rest of my conversation with my dear friend Leslie Odom Jr. In his hotel room between his rehearsals and appointments, we continued to dive into the art, the truth, the trials he's faced, his need to continue to create, dealing with the world's issues and answering my questions of how do we fix what's broken and change the world with our art. I'm so grateful for this honest conversation and I am really glad that you are here to listen to the wisdom of these hopeful moments. Are you ready? <laughs> okay, here we go. We have to talk about Hamilton just a little bit. Of course, right? yeah. When I think about seeing you, I remember I came with Matthew um, the first night, you, you, and I remember you apologized because you said, I can only arrange standing room. And we were like, we don't care. You know, we just wanted I'm, to come. I know y'all dance all day. I'm like, oh, no, my no, no, God. No, no, no. We were fine. And I think I had taken off my shoes. You know, I'm <laughs> yeah. leaning up on the thing and I taken off a shoe and and we would squat down and we would stand up and then we would look at each other like, is this happening? And do we know him? And then Ephraim was in the show. Oh, my God. Ephraim. And, and, and oh God. so proud of Ephraim Sykes. But we I remember when Ephraim danced, you know, in a work from um, that Matthew choreographed when he was in. I don't know, high we school have to or something. Pause right now. I have chills right now. We have to pause right now because when I tell you that, brother, <laughs> oh have my you goodness. seen? Have you seen? Not yet, not yet. I'm going to tell your audience. We're talking though. about it. I'm going to tell your audience, <laughs> though, because y'all have to see Ephraim Sykes, this artist that we're talking about. Ephraim in um, Ain't, Too, Ain't proud. Too Proud, this new Temptations show coming in, man. It is like, oh, man. We I, were talking about before we started rolling, we were talking about process and we were talking about trusting. You know, trusting that when God begins a work in you Ooh. or when the universe begins a work on, on you, you know, that 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 God's going to see it done. He's I going mean, to see totally completed. He's going to see that thing completed. And and when you see Ephraim in this thing, man, you were like, wow, saw a commercial today right oh before coming to you. And I was he, you're looking up at like. All of his stuff, <laughs> all of his stuff, Hope, is coming together. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Brilliant dancer, brilliant singer. Uh -huh. You know, he'd been singing in church since right. he was a kid. And, and I don't know where the acting stuff has come in, but Ephraim was in the ensemble of Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And our ensemble was, you know, the most talented people that you'll Absolutely, ever find on Broadway. Yes. But, you know, for him to have this moment, this starring moment, you know, the way he's killing it in the light, the way this brother, <laughs> oh my God, it is, it's just one of my favorite Broadway performances I've ever seen. And I can't wait. And we've already like communicated because Matthew and I are going to go oh my God. and see that too, yeah. because it's, You're gonna it's, flip. it's You're something gonna flip. else. So knowing that as you talk about process, as you talk about, as you talk about how, a person is intended to do something like that's how I feel. I feel like when I watch you, when I watch him, when I see all of the things that are going on with um, the way art is being expressed today, people are given people are going to be given an opportunity to do it in a way that they've never uh, done it before. And you're back to you. You're breaking down barriers. I mean, so here is this guy who was taking dance classes and musical theater classes in high school growing up who goes out to be in rent finishes at carnegie mellon top of his class and stuff with all those people who graduated with you i mean how many 
incredible people were in your class. Good you're Lord. Lots of stars in I my mean, class. serious business. And then you're on television, you're in, you know, SVU and Smash, and I can't even think of all of the things. And then, um, wait, Red Tails, and um, oh, and then my murder on the Orient Express, <laughs> as I am an Agatha Christie friend that I'm just exposing to everyone now. And then these albums that come out, and I am so happy to say that I was a part of that Kickstarter for the oh, yeah. your first album. And then knowing what's come from that and listening to you, and I just play, put, pressing play when I'm teaching class, and someone says, who is that? And I say, that's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and then being able to come to you. I know, right? Like yeah. Kickstarter, man, that was like, that was, um, you know, it took something, you know, when you talk about the book for a second, you know, like sometimes people grill me or sort of like try to try to needle me about the title, because when you list the accolades or the credits, you know, um, which you're not listing, which nobody, you know, you don't list is like the nine months of unemployment in between those things or the two years of unemployment or the or the four years of underemployment. You know what I mean? Like there was a, there was a whole lot of time in my career that I spent, if you'll forgive me, like, you know, as like, it felt, it felt like, I don't know if I can say this without like Just sounding, <laughs> well, you know, it sometimes felt like, and forgive me my white brothers and sisters, but it sometimes felt like any white boy was better than me. Like it didn't matter the talent level. I was going to be used. I'm sure Ephraim has had a similar experience. I'm sure you've probably had a similar experience. It was like, it didn't matter how good or, you know, it didn't matter what I was doing. It was like, yeah, you're good and everything, but like kind of any white boy that's like sort of talented gets precedence over you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, but here's the thing. Why do we have to ask for forgiveness for facts? Uh, no, because no, I, I don't it's mean. It's uncomfortable because I, I, do not, I am one of those people. If you look at the people who do my movement well, who understand me, it's not just black dancers. It's all kinds of dancers, but we are living a certain kind of life. And I'm trying to feel like, I'm trying to understand how in these hopeful moments to be honest without being angry, Amen. you know, but it's, but we have to be honest and that honesty and discussing it honestly yeah. brings a freedom and a forgiveness mm. because it's not the people who are auditioning next to you. It's not their fault. Amen. And so you're not holding it against them. You're just looking at this reality. Like, come on. I mean, I deal with light privilege all the time. Right. Black men can be dark skinned and, right. and, and I mean, close to, black literally the color purple whatever yeah, yeah. and they are fine yeah yeah but if you don't pass the paper bag test today yeah yeah then you're categorized oh as that extra oh she's really beautiful yeah yeah what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean you yeah. know so it's just, it's i get it so please i want you to continue but the yeah. struggle is real and and, and it's look, getting better you know what i mean like listen we you know it's getting better I remember it is. I know it is, but you know, but the, but the facts are the facts, and it, you know, um, <laughs> facts are facts. Yeah, that was that was that hurt me for for a long time, and it and it's um it's stifling, you know, it stifles your growth, and it uh, makes you angry, and it, it, you know, it's uh it's tough. 
And it's hard to work with anger. It is. It's, it's certainly hard to do your best work uh -huh. when you're angry. Yeah. And, and bitter. Yep. What's the point? Yeah. If I said um, opening night of Hamilton on Broadway, give me one or two words for how you felt. Okay, you ready about you ready for this? The mm -hmm. first two words that come to mind are my birthday. Oh, snap. Hamilton opened <laughs> on my birthday. <laughs> which was which was like, you know, I don't know how spiritual your listeners no. are and stuff, but <laughs> I had, you know, I felt a deep personal connection to the show. Uh, obviously, you know, I had I had turned down work to stay a part of it and I you know, I was doing like I was doing the work of my life, like deep spiritual work and Long story short, when they made the decision to keep us off Broadway for another year or for another few months, like it was like it was the equivalent of like it was like it was like taking food out of my mouth. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? We were mm -hmm. making like I was making after taxes and agents and managers in New York City as a married man making four hundred dollars a week in New York City. You can't do anything with that. You can't do nothing on that. Like I on four hundred dollars a week. No, no, no. And you know, and and it's it's not like Hamilton allows you the chance to moonlight. Like no. I, you know, I don't got no other night. job, right? It's only Monday. So okay. <laughs> so it was tough, and I remember when they, yeah, when I was really quite upset about the fact that we were um, going to stay off Broadway, but I wasn't going anywhere. But when I found out that the opening night of Broadway was on my birthday, it, it just felt like a wink, like mm -hmm. a cosmic wink, like it's going to be okay. This is a this is a gift to you and to lots of people. But anyway, to me, it felt like a gift. So my birthday. Yeah, but, but, you know, once again, all of that struggle and all of that wondering why led you to, uh-huh, dot, dot, dot. Okay, so here's another one. Um, your book release. It's two words when you're up there two you're words. like bam i just released a book deep breath deep breath i love it um okay your wedding day oh man <laughs> was that it those are two words no <laughs> um i don't know like holiest hour mm. something like that like i got to see i i God has never felt so big to me mm -hmm. as he did on that day. It just, it just, God felt so large to me on that day. Yeah. All right. Um, the first time you sang at the White House. <laughs> I'm like, first time, yeah, I did do twice. I did sing at the White House twice. <laughs> the first time I sang at the White House felt like, um, <laughs> it felt like, well, I have three, I have three words. Okay. Like, take your time. Mm -hmm. I love watching those um, YouTube clips because you're so pulled. You're so sharp all the time. So Man. here's my next one. Here's the next one. Just two words. Okay. I'm going to say fashion, but you know I really mean style. Okay. Two words. Two words. Classic. And the newest word would be fun. Amen. I'm trying to bring some more fun to mind. It's Stop. sharp, though. It's sharp, buddy. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Your first baby girl, Lucille. Oh, my girl. <laughs> my good girl. Lucille. Light and darling. You know, I appreciate being on that list, however long or short, the day she was born. And I yeah. get the little text message you saying, oh, my goodness. I don't remember where I was, but I stopped and I was just like, oh. 
I didn't want you to find out no other way. Well, She's you know, here. It's so interesting because even though you weren't a baby when I met you, watching you and spending time with you and getting to meet her and watching her play, like all of those things bring us together as family. So how do we fix, uh, next question, how do we fix what's broken? And that is so broad. But it's a beautiful question. But with anything that's happened, I always like to start with love and end and then go into what that thing is, that hate, which is a strong word. Hate is such a strong word, but I do believe that we can all access it. Whether, you know, like, like a, I tell, I've told people all the time that I, I have suppressed the ugly hope. I work really hard to be the person I want to be. It's not always that person, but I go out of my way to be my best self. I have smiled at people. I've done those exercises where I wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to speak to the first five people I see. And then you feel differently. Your day, you are, you are lifted up because of kindness. But when people are uncomfortable and they are weak and they are, um, suffering, then they have to inflict that suffering on us. And it is just not okay. So how do we fix it? You know, I love that question. How do we fix the things that are broken? You know, I, I honestly think that it, the, the simplest answer from, for me, I, I'll just tell this quick story. Cause I think stories illustrate even better than, so I was in Charlottesville, um, a couple of weeks after they call it eight eleven there the day that that Nazis really? took over the uh, the UVA campus and oh, you know, the my. Tiki Torch mar mm -hmm. March. They call it 8-11. So I went to Charlottesville. I went to the UVA campus and gave a concert. And this, this young woman asked me, she raised her hand and she said, the first question that I got on the college campus was, Lil Yachty canceled his concert, you know, coming to, he canceled his appearance. And there was somebody else big that had canceled their appearance. And she asked me, why didn't I cancel? She was essentially asking me, like, what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. Didn't you see what happened on 8-11? Why are you here, right? Mm -hmm. In the sweetest and the kindest way, it was, right. she was curious, and I, I thought it was a great question. I'm so glad she asked me, gave me the chance to answer, because I said, well, first I said, look, I can leave if you want me to, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I wanted to be here, and it's because I wanted to meet you. I said, for me, to be honest, like, I wish I could have been here on 8-11, I want to see the hate and it's, I want to, I, you know, I want to see, because for so long, um, it, it's been, uh, you know, there are people that denied that thing even existed mm -hmm. in the way that we're seeing that it does. You know, we denied it to ourselves. We thought, we thought this old hate, we thought we'd buried it. We thought it was, or that our grandparents had buried it or, you know, our neighbors, we thought our neighbors had buried it and we saw on 8-11, it's not so it's not as buried as we'd like it to be. So I want to be here. I wanted to see who you guys were. I want to see, um, I want to experience this, you know, um, and, and do what I can to fight it, do what I can to stare it down and back it down. Um, anyway, the point of the story. So, so UVA is celebrating their bicentennial. They're celebrating the 200th anniversary. And I saw this community of people stand up with a unified voice and do their best to tell the world this is not who we are i know that what you saw on those it, you know what you saw on your tv screens you know 
you it could be mistaken that this is who our what what our community stands for. It's not who we are. And they opened that ceremony that that their two hundredth anniversary. They opened it with a Native American blessing to bless the land. Okay, mm-hmm. and then they did like this extended section on slavery and on Thomas Jefferson's slaves. Thomas Jefferson started that university. Mm-hmm. This is a is a community of people doing their best to face the truth, to face their past with clear eyes, with honesty. I told that whole long story to say, how do you fix what's broken? You can't even begin until you acknowledge what's broken. Check the facts. So, you know, like America, the sickness that we have, we don't begin to really fix it until we're willing to acknowledge you know, the, the realities of what has happened here, what continues to happen here, the systemic um, racism and, you know, what's baked into the system. And so, you know, yeah, y- y'all ended slavery. Dope. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But then you proceeded to, you know, design a system. A system. To keep, you know, that for generations to keep a people held back like you got to you got to admit that <laughs> and you have to deal with that. You feel me? So so that's anything that's family trauma. That's relationship trauma. It's like we don't begin to fix what's broken until we go who that's broken. And here's my responsibility to what's broken. Or maybe I don't have response, but maybe my responsibility is, you know what, I've never told you that you hurt me in that way or, or whatever it is right because it's not it's not always success sometimes can hold people back too. like sometimes somebody's not willing to acknowledge what's broken because it's like well i need you to take back your part you know here's the part that you did you know or you let me do that to you mm-hmm. what about that what about the fact that you let me do it you know what i mean to own that so we can you know we can stop progress in, in lots of different creative ways, but you fix what's broken first by acknowledging that it's broken. See, honestly, too, when I think of that, I think about pruning because, and I didn't really understand that term with what you're um, <clears throat> talking about because uh, flowers and plants, when they grow, you have to pull the thing, the, the excess off to make room for new growth. And pulling the excess off, my mother always shared with me, is painful so you're 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 not just unzipping but you're ripping off you know a scab to expose it so that fresh blood can start again like and that is uncomfortable yeah yeah and so when you are forced to when you are forced to face a truth oh yeah that you just that just makes you uncomfortable but this is fact yeah and this is how we feel as artists today and people hearing us people that we touch young people coming up behind us need us to remind them that this is a truth oh yeah however we have persevered so we're we're creating a little bit of a path for you oh yeah for you to come down but and you could do it man you you know you can face you can face the truth facing the truth doesn't always have to be full of pain and and mm-hmm. darkness you know right. you can you can face the truth with joy you know you can shine the light of 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 you know a, a joyful light in the dark and you know and ex- and expose things for what they are you know it's like 
Yeah, it doesn't. Some of it's going to be heavy. You know, you can handle heavy. But yeah, I, I love the question, and I think that the only way, you know, there's sometimes when when Nicolette and I, you know, if we if we've been together ten years now, you know, so Ooh. it's like yeah. So there's sometimes you know we get into like a, you know, it's like we you know we're picking at each other or whatever for whatever reason, and then we get to like okay, here's you know an hour or two later we get to okay, this is actually why we're fighting. It was this thing, you know what I mean? She's mm-hmm. like it's. I know what it is. It's actually this thing that you did a couple days ago or earlier today that I didn't speak on. I'm like, okay, dope. And then it still doesn't go away. And it's like, all right, well, what else is there? You know, we got to come on. You know, we got to deal with this thing. But you're invested in this unconditional love that we have to teach. I try to keep this stuff simple, man. There's a lot of complicated stuff. But, you know, I think it was Jay-Z that said, there's probably a lot of people that said it, but Jay-Z said it in a way that just made so much sense to me. It was like he said, you know, when you I'm paraphrasing, of course, forgive me. But it was essentially is when when you are courageous and you and you find the courage to be great, to be your your best self in the light, you give somebody else the permission to do the same thing. Mm just by being excellent like just by you know doing your very very best and and facing the parts that that need work and 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 um doing your pruning mm. <laughs> and you know by by being your your best self when when all eyes are on you and there are times where in all professions in any profession where all eyes are on you as a surgeon or as a teacher or as a lawyer there's times when it's like this is your moment and when you can stand in the light and be your best self you inspire somebody else to do the same thing and that's the way you make the world better that's the way we make the world better in our art Wow, what a blessing that was, spending some amazing moments with Leslie Odom Jr. Through truth and transparency, we shared our experiences. We've learned so many things from one another, and as we continue to grow in our craft, the way we create in this world, I just want to remind you that we are exactly enough, beautifully and wonderfully made. Yes, yes, wanting to be our best selves is important, but we can do all of that because nothing is impossible for God. So until next time, thank you again for being here for another episode of Hopeful Moments Podcast.